This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Fantasy Football Today, DFS. It's Tuesday, it's 10.30, so that means it's Meg and I talking about our early look at the Week 14 main slate. I can't believe I'm saying Week 14. I feel like it was like Week 2 a second ago. Uh, Meg, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, and yeah, it's so wild that it's already Week 14, and I'm going to apologize in ahead, of, ahead of time. Week 14 is the last week of best ball regular mm. season, so... It's a big sw- extra sweat this week. You know, I'll be sweating my DFS lineups, but I'll also be sweating um, how many lineups I get through to best ball playoffs. And I'm sure there's people out there that are having best ball sweats too. So good luck to all you all out there. And I apologize in advance if I say the word best ball shares during well, the show. <laughs> for the record, uh, I think a lot of people and they think the NFL season ends, you know, after the Super Bowl and they have to pick back up in August. But I encourage everybody, if you're watching us on YouTube, you see Meg's, um, her handle. It's at Meg's, M-E-G-S, 08DFS. Uh, football season's year-round if you are, a, you are a best baller. And so um, don't hesitate to follow Meg, follow Fanspeak. Meg's brother is really uh, into um, contributing to Fanspeak as well. Co-contributors, really, co-owners of right. that site. Right. So. Uh, you guys, um, you guys do it year round. And, and so hopefully we'll be seeing some of your content, maybe, maybe on CBS sports, frankly, Hope um, so. but certainly exactly. Certainly on fan speak as well. So uh, good you. luck in your, in your best ball uh, tournaments. What do we call it? What's the, what's the, what's the terminology? Best ball play is best ball playoffs is week okay. 15 through 17. So, gotcha. um, All right. so yeah, this is a big sweat this week. So I love it. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at week 14 pricing. Thank you for being in the chat, by the way. Thank you for hitting the like button. We've got an 11 game slate. So there's two games. This is an interesting week because there's two teams on a buy Cardinals and the commanders. Um, just thank you for putting the commanders on, on a buy. Can we put them on a buy the rest of the season? If, if that's okay, we have two Monday night football games, which is really interesting and, and takes a game away from the main slate. Just so you know, the two Monday night football games, for some reason, they're at the same time on Monday, mm-hmm. both at eight 15. I'm sure there's an explanation. I just haven't looked into it. Titans at dolphins on Monday night, Packers at giants. So we have an 11 game slate on Sunday, seven early games, Four late games. Um, I point that out because, again, early slate, uh, afternoon slate, I really think that's something you should be dabbling in. I did well last week mostly because I did early and late slate. My main slate lineups were okay, but, you know, nothing special. But I've had, I think, my third or fourth winning week in a row, which is pretty telling. 
given that two things. One, I play way more tournament than cash right now. And two, I had Ramondre Stevenson in almost all my lineups. Mm -hmm. uh, early slate, too, and I still managed to make money, which is just incredible. Uh, that one, that one kind of hurt. Let's look at the higher totals like we usually do before we get to quarterbacks. There's not a lot of high totals. And the two high totals that we see are in the afternoon, are, in the, are on the afternoon slate, which for me, Meg, it makes me want to play the early slate even more because there'll be so much confusion as to which games to play. We can kind of zero in on the games we want to isolate. Uh, so that, that's just something. But just so you know, the, the two higher totals in, in the afternoon as of now, Seahawks Niners 47, Bills Chiefs 47 and a half. Meg, before we get to QBs, any commentary on the lack of high totals and whether you're going to be zeroed in on, on one of the separate slates early or afternoon? You've mentioned before with weather, I think December will you know bring down totals already, and then we're already in a season where totals are down. So it's not totally shocking. And then with the amount of teams that um, – you know, I have the night games. We've got Dallas, Philly, Sunday night. We've got, like you said, Miami, Monday. So we've got a lot of high-scoring teams playing in the primetime slate. So I think that's like kind of the context of why we have such a lower total slate in general. And yeah, the two the two highest totals that we want to target do happen to be in the four o'clock window. So um, I'm very interested in both those games. Um, but I agree with you that I think it lets you get really creative in the early only for sure. 100%. Uh, and by the way, Uwe2K is in the chat. He says, morning, I missed the FFT contest. What was the min cash score? Just curious. I don't know what the min cash score was. I'll have to go back and look. But Pontorifico won it. And we're going to look at his lineup at the very end of this, the next 20 minutes. We're going to be looking at his lineup. And uh, he scored 193.06. It by no means was an amazing lineup. Uh, but it was, you know, obviously it was very good. He had a couple key pieces, including Nico Collins, Debo Samuel and Alvin Kamara. So um, that pretty much got him to uh, to first place in our contest. Our contest is already live. It's in, by the way, UWE2K. No excuse for missing it this week because it's the comment right above yours. Our Fantasy Football Today DFS contest is already live. You can click on that right now and enter. And of course, it'll be in the podcast description for those of you listening to the podcast. Uh, we're going to get to quarterbacks. And Meg, I'm going to have you kick it off. But before we do that, let's hear a word and a message from our partners. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Meg, let's have you kick off. Uh, Nada's going to bring up the DraftKings sure. board for us. Let's have you kick things off at quarterback. We always start kind of in the, the higher tier of prices. You can go as far as you want here. Uh, what, what quarterbacks have your eye right off the bat? Sure, I'll break it into kind of like high price, mid price, low price, because there's kind of a, a little bit in each. Um, obviously, at the top, you know, we've got the two guys in the highest total game uh, going against each other, Alan Mahomes. I'm going to lean towards Alan Mahomes. It's been bumpy for him, both regular, you know, real life and fantasy the last five games. So I'm going to lean towards Alan in that matchup. 
Um, I think we can always have interest in Lamar Jackson. However, you know, he doesn't throw as much as we'd like probably, but you know, there's always interest there. And Justin Herbert in a bounce back spot um, in the mid tier. I think you have Goff and fields in that same game. That could be a game you target at one o'clock. Um, but my the one that sticks out to me is the one in the mid tier at the in the four o'clock window, and that's of course Brock Purdy, new Mister MVP uh, front runner, which is wild to say. Um, so Brock Purdy really stands out to me at six point five k in the mid tier, and then I think we may want to consider some lower tier options this week, only because there are so many studs we want to play for or pay up for. And you will, we'll see that when we get to running back and receiver, but there's a tons of ton of studs that we might be interested in. And, you know, I have several values written down, um, pick your favorite value, depending on either matchup or if you think they can, you know, pay off that price, that low price, but you've got Russell Wilson going against Justin Herbert, Gino Smith going against obviously Brock Purdy in that matchup, Jameis Winston filling in Gardner Minshew. Obviously we now have, Jake Browning and CJ Beathard. I, Jake Browning looked amazing on Monday night, incredibly efficient. So that's interesting. And Joe Flacco too, looked pretty actually still a live arm there. So I'd say in the cheap range, uh, well, actually I'll stop, start up top in the, in the high tier. My favorite is Josh Allen in the mid tier. My favorite is Brock Purdy and down low. I think you could consider any of those if you're looking for salary savings, but my favorite are probably Browning or Flacco. Actually, if I'm just looking to save a lot of money. Yeah, I think my two of my favorite are in that same game, that that Seattle San Francisco game. Uh, Brock Purdy, Geno Smith. I mean, Geno Smith really like talk about a bounce back. That that offense was really humming against Dallas, and, and honestly, against this San Francisco defense, that like the, the cornerbacks, the defensive backs are beatable. So Geno and Purdy makes sense to me. Fields is the one I really have my eye on. One thing in this Detroit game because I think Fields and Golf are in play. Keep an eye on the weather because mm-hmm. it's going to be in Chicago, and honestly, I'm seeing a lot of rain sort of in that sort of upper Midwest, East Coast, like we're, we're seeing some rain uh, that might be an issue. So we got to keep an eye on that. But even still, again, one way to keep an eye on that is looking at the totals, because if the totals aren't affected, then you, you can probably feel safe that the wind or the rain isn't going to be a ton. But we're seeing not only rain, but a lot of wind potentially early in the week. But mm-hmm. I do like Justin Fields. This Detroit defense has really kind of been exposed over the last month. And I think Fields, DJ Moore, I think those stacks are very much in play uh, with a potential run back, maybe a, a bit of a bounce back for Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, but I, I really like, if I had to give you a top three, I would say Fields, Purdy, and Geno, but certainly Josh Allen and, and Mahomes, I guess I'm interested in, but really Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Herbert is interesting if, mm-hmm. if there's not going to be ownership on him. And in that low tier, I wasn't on Russ at all last week. I mean, listen, I know Mike McClure was. And I, I was a little surprised at how much ownership was collecting on Russ and Javante Williams. I didn't play either of them. Um, with that said, I do think it's a bit of a better matchup uh, this week. I like the price still. And then Jamison Minshew. I, I don't know if Derek Carr is playing. Well, let's keep an eye on that. But um, I think Jamison Minshew are, are definitely in play here as well. Uh, but again, my top three, probably Fields, Purdy, and Geno. But I'm going to take a, a long look at uh, Josh Allen, uh, Russell Wilson, and probably Gardner Minshew as kind of my next three that I'm at least going to consider. If you have any you want to consider in the chat, uh, please feel free to to let us know uh, because uh, your opinion is valuable too. I think we can move right to running backs. Let, let's let's go to running backs and see what we see because I think uh, I think I'm probably not paying up for the running back position as much as I I would have been inclined to. I mean, there's a couple at the top that I really like. Maybe I play one of these guys, Christian McCaffrey at home against Seattle, 9200. I mean, 
That makes a ton of sense. It's not too expensive. Uh, Alvin Kamara at 8,200. He absolutely smashed last week like we thought he might. Again, mm-hmm. we talked about him specifically, not just the Tuesday show, but the Friday show in terms of him, him being basically one-third the ownership of McCaffrey and how he's such a great pivot. We said it at least five times. Alvin Kamara very much in play, especially if you're not playing Christian McCaffrey. And we didn't see fire emojis with Christian McCaffrey. We saw with Alvin Kamara. So something to consider there. I like those two at the top. Um, at the top here, we're looking at 6,500 and above. There's not a lot I love outside of the top two. I think a lot of people are going to go to Isaiah Pacheco. I think that's fine. But I think a lot of times when Pacheco gets popular, he ends up being a little disappointing. So something to consider there, like if, if ownership ends up collecting on Pacheco, which it might not because his, his price is a little high at 6,700. Uh, I'm definitely going to be off of that if, if he gets any ownership whatsoever. Um, we can scroll down a bit, but Meg, anything at the top here that, that you like? I mean, I do, of course, love Christian McCaffrey and uh, Alvin Kamara in these matchups. This was the matchup on Thanksgiving night that McCaffrey just went nuclear. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it could happen again. And if you're not playing a Brock Purdy stack, maybe you want to pay up for McCaffrey. So I do have some interest there, but it's just, again, it's just going to be seeing how these pieces all fit together by the end of the week. But it's definitely a consideration for me. I also mentioned Kyron Williams and I actually do have a little interest in Pacheco because um, I don't see mm-hmm. myself getting to Mahomes. So if I want access to that game, I could see myself doing it more so through Pacheco. Gotcha. And by the way, uh, Shad cleared up the minimum cash score in our FFT DFS tournament. So thank you for doing that. And Barely Mental says, I'm new on this one. This for cash or tournaments or both? It's for both. Um, this show, Barely Mental, is really an early look really at cash and tournaments in terms of some of our favorite plays that stick out early on a Tuesday. And then we do a Friday game-by-game preview at 11 o'clock. Uh, that's me and Mike McClure, game-by-game preview at 11 o'clock on Friday, where we talk about ownership, we talk about tournament versus cash, but we really just go through our favorite plays, our favorite stacks, our fades. We do a cheat sheet, and we do Mike McClure's top three at each position. So it's a, it's a really great show. As we scroll down a bit here, um, I, I don't know in this mid range, I, I seem to recall there were, there were a lot of running backs I liked in the lower range, but in this mid range, I'm not in love with a lot. I'm happy to go back to Zach Moss against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I know he didn't really show up too much, but he got all the touches we wanted. He got red zone touches. It just didn't pan out for him. He was on the wrong side of variance as far as I'm concerned. So I think Moss at 5,900 still presents as a, a pretty good value. Javante Williams, while I wasn't on him last week, because by the way, I didn't think that matchup against Houston was very good because Houston has a pretty good rush defense. This is a different story at Los Angeles. It's going to be obviously a, a good game conditions, uh, but you can run on this Chargers defense. I think Javante Williams at 5,800 makes a ton of sense. But outside on this screen, and we're looking 5,700 to 6,600, not a lot I love. How about you? Other than Moss and Williams. Yes, I like Moss and Williams. I definitely agree with you there. I will mention a couple others. Just um, mm-hmm. David Montgomery did well in the last matchup against Chicago. I think, again, especially if it's, you know, a kind of a weather game, that might be something we want to consider more. He did get more touches than Gibbs this week. So that's something I want to point out. Watch the Seattle running back situation. I don't, I'm not sure Kenneth Walker's status. I'll also go ahead and say my one best ball shares kind of need him to come back. So I want to watch that carefully about Walker's status. And then Joe Mixon has a great matchup against, uh, excuse mm-hmm. me, against the Colts. Um, we saw him get in the end zone twice last night. So I think Mixon is definitely in play in this area as well. You know, Mixon's so interesting because he had a great game. He looked really good. But you know who else looked good? Chase Brown. And so I just wonder, are we going to see a lot of Chase Brown between the 20s? And are we going to see, not that Mixon's not going to be in it, but are we going to see too much Chase Brown between the 20s, whereas Mixon ends up being kind of like a closer? Now, Mixon's going to be involved all over the field, of course, but I just want to make sure we avoid a situation where Chase Brown all of a sudden gets 
35% to 40% of the carries or, or rushing touches, because if that's the case, I mean, Mixon was great. He was very efficient yesterday and he's been more efficient, but you know, I, I'd be worried about Chase Brown cutting into that, but I agree with you. I think 6,100 with this matchup and as good as that offense played under Jake Browning, he makes a lot of sense. Uh, before we go to wide receiver, let's go to 5,500 and below. Cause there's a few running backs that I think you can get for cheap that I really like Alexander Madison at the top. Listen, I was a Ty Chandler truther to some degree, but it looks like it's Madison's backfield. It's a pretty great matchup at Las Vegas. Game conditions should be good. And Madison, speaking of Mixon, kind of looking efficient all of a sudden, Madison last game looked spry and efficient. I mean, I, I got to say what, what it is. And, and the running back split was very much in his favor. I don't think a lot of people will be super intrigued by playing Madison. 5,500, I think there's value. Speaking of value, Keaton Mitchell. I don't know how many touches he's going to get, but at 4,900, I might be willing to find out. Roshan Johnson at 4,900. He took over the backfield. Khalil Herbert was completely absent almost. It was shocking to me, but if that's what we see in this game at home against the Detroit Lions, who haven't really been able to stop a ton of, of teams, I think Roshan is, is a really good value. Kareem Hunt at 4,800. I don't know what the split's going to be with Jerome Ford, but Jerome Ford only saw nine rush attempts last game. I, I just I think Kareem Hunt is at least in play. So these are some of the, the cheap, like we're talking – 4,800 to 5,500, where I just named four running backs that I think are very much playable. They allow you to get those top stacks that we might be looking for. Meg, any interest in any of these guys? I think a lot of those make sense. And, you know, the boy, that Keaton Mitchell, I know um, EWE2K mentioned, is Mitchell too sneaky? I'm interested for sure. I mean, he looks almost like that, a chain type back where he's just so explosive and yeah. can get there on maybe not that many touches in limited touches. And, and so I'm definitely interested in Mitchell at that price for sure. And then I'll also throw out Pierce. It's weird how we're seeing these backfields kind of, yeah. you know, sway usage, but Pierce had way more usage than Singletary last week, got in the end zone. So I think Pierce is viable at that price, at just 5k flat. So I think those are the two that in this area that I have a lot of interest in. Yeah. Pierce is interesting. You, you got to be right on the gamble because it could be to your point, it could be Singletary there. But again, at that price, maybe you're willing to find out in, in a, in a plus matchup. All right, let's move over to receivers. But before we do that, let's hear one more message from our partners. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, we're back on Fantasy Football today. DFS at the top of the board with the receivers. I mean, listen, Stefan Diggs at Kansas City it certainly makes sense. I don't know if I'm getting to the Josh Allen stacks. If I don't, I don't know that I'm playing Stefan Diggs standalone here, mm -hmm. but you know, this is something we'll discuss more on the Friday game by game preview. But uh, I don't mind Stefan Diggs. I, I see Keenan Allen there, and I'm not super interested there. I, I want to make sure the defensive backfield for the Broncos is healthy. I know Sertain left that game with an injury, but I think he came back into the game. So 
Um, I think that does affect Keenan Allen, but I don't think I'm going to be on Keenan. Justin Jefferson, he's back in this game. It's a good matchup. I don't think I want to be – I'm happy to be early on people. I don't think I want to be early here, but I'm not going to argue with anybody that wants to be – we know Justin Jefferson's probably in pretty good shape. He got really extra rest, uh, or at least what we think is extra rest, you know, coming off that bye week. I'll probably pass on that. Amon Ross St. Brown, if the weather is good in that game, I like him as a run back against Chicago. Mike Evans – I don't know how you did like that. This was the one week last week where I didn't play Mike Evans and I really regretted it, especially on the afternoon slate where I did really well, but I was kind of an outright away from having Mike Evans in there. So that got, I, I kind of regret that. He just always smashes Jamar chase against Indy. That's like, if I'm choosing between Jamar chase and let's say digs at way more expensive, Justin Jefferson, I'm going to chase every time after what I saw with Jake Browning yesterday. Uh, so Nico Collins in play. There's a lot of receivers I like. And again, this is why Meg mentioned, like, mm -hmm. and this is why I mentioned too, maybe paying down at some of these other positions because I just named seven or eight receivers at the top. And there's probably three or four that I could name that are like really viable. So Meg, if you could narrow it down, I don't know, to like five or six, <laughs> who do you like up here? It's hard. And and this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier is, is these receivers, how do you not want to play almost all of them? Right. And yeah. so, yeah, for me, I think Diggs would mostly be in my Josh Allen stacks. I do have a little interest in Keenan Allen and Justin Jefferson on his first week back against the Raiders. Mm -hmm. um, again, I'm on my St. Brown, Mike Evans, Ch Jamar Chase. How do you say no to these guys? I don't know, yeah. honestly, how I'm going to kind of weed this down or prioritize. But right now I have a lot of interest in all of those top six receivers. Um, so it's going to be tough. Um, I'd say probably my three favorite, if I had to, would probably be um, Justin Jefferson coming back, Mike Evans and Jamar Chase. But I, geez, that's, it's really, really, really tough. And then you go, like you said, you go a little further down and still kind of expensive and still very interesting. So the receiver is going to be really tough this week to decide who to prioritize. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think one way to kind of narrow it down, first of all, one way to narrow it down is, is playing different slates, playing the right. early slates so you can actively ignore like the Chiefs players and, and the, mm -hmm. the um, Bills players and, and some of these guys that are playing in the four o'clock window. Another way to do it is to look at the weather and look at game conditions, like who, which of these guys are playing in good weather or in dome environments. And if you're even, if you, if, if you just can't decide between the two, Go with the better game condition. So, like, there are ways. Look at totals. Look at matchups. There are ways where you can kind of, like, check boxes and slowly filter out. It's not going to be easy, but you can slowly filter out guys that, that you, you don't want. Uh, Michael Pittman is a guy. I don't know if you just mentioned him. Did you just mention him, Meg? I didn't, but that comes to the next tier where there's a bunch in that yeah. tier that I love, too. Yeah, we can scroll down to, like, Pittman and below because I totally agree. I mean, Pittman is, like just on fire. He's getting the targets. He's doing a lot with them. Uh, we got Nakua here. Like, let's monitor his injury. He had to lead the game, but of course he came back and was electric. Uh, you know, maybe not the best matchup against Baltimore, but I, I do think they're going to have to key in on Nakua in a big way. Uh, Chris Olave keeps smashing and gets a really, like, really nice game conditions, really nice matchup against Carolina. It's hard to look away from him. Brandon Ayuk, Hard to look away from him. I guess the only argument against him would be there's so many other targets that are getting. We saw what Debo did last week, for example, that are getting looks. <laughs> DK Metcalf. Like, what are we going to do? Again, you're going to have to narrow it down. It's such a good slate to play 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock early and in afternoon because this is going to be hard to decide. I like DJ Moore. I like if, if the game conditions are good in Chicago. I like him in a, in a Justin Field stack. Um, 6,500 and above – I like almost everybody. Is there anybody sort of in this range, the second tier range that you like that you need to call out? 
I mean, you called out all the ones I love. And yeah. again, that's why it's so tough. We loved most all the receivers at the top and we love a lot of the guys here in kind of the upper middle um, pricing. So I think you made an excellent point that one way to narrow it down is by playing the short slates because then it takes some of the receivers out and you can narrow that pool a little bit in that way. And I think that's what I'll be doing a lot this week to help my decision making process on these receivers. Cause yeah. And I especially love the 49ers receivers against Seattle. You know, if it's not McCaffrey that gets there, these weapons, I mean, this team is just electric on offense and they have four massive weapons. A couple of them are going to get there each week. It's just picking which ones do, and it easily could be Debo again or Ayuk. And so I definitely have interest in these 49ers receivers. They stick out to me the most, but I, I love Pittman and Nakua and Alave as well. Yeah, if you follow me on Early Edge or Sportsline or by the book or, or any of uh, or on social media, uh, you know I was huge on the Niners this week. It was it was just my favorite play minus three walking into Philly. Um, they're the best team in football, and if mm -hmm. they stay healthy, they'll, they'll prove it for sure. So I really like what you said uh, about the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, let's scroll down. And by the way, one thing I, I do want to mention is because there's so many good options at the top, especially at the receiver position, even in the middle tier of that receiver position, there's not going to be a lot of ownership that collects. So like, I think you can feel almost free, like even with your stacks for the most part, to like play whoever you like, whatever your conviction is to play those stacks, to play those receivers, knowing that they're not going to be like ultra popular because there's just so many options. So whatever your conviction is, go with it. And I wouldn't worry as much about ownership, especially in the contests that are like 2000 and less. Uh, I just 3000 and less. I wouldn't worry about ownership quite as much in the value range. There are a few I want to call out like sub 5k. Um, for example, Elijah Moore at 4,500, I think is obviously interesting. He's got that connection with Joe mm -hmm. Flacco. Wasn't super efficient last game, but got a ton of targets. Uh, JSN is only 4,100. Now ownership's going to collect there. I, I just can't imagine people are going to want to get shares in that game. JSN got a ton of targets, got a, a ton of production. He makes sense at 4,100. Uh, and then Quentin Johnston at 4,000. He, he got some work last week and he might fit into some Justin Herbert stacks or, or just as a one-off. So those are some of the value plays early in the week that I like. Any value plays you like, Meg? Well, first of all, I love JSN. Oh, did we lose Meg? Oh, there you go. Okay, sorry. Okay. I, thought, I thought we lost you for a second. He yeah, will be JSN. Go ahead. He, he will be popular, but I love mm -hmm. JSN. Um, and, and the other one is Elijah Moore that you mentioned. I love those two. Those are my two favorite value. I'll also throw out Rice and Rashid Rice in the Kansas City game. And, yeah. you know, Gabe Davis a little bit higher. We kind of passed him, but I will want to mention him as well in that kind mm -hmm. of mid-tier if you're doing Josh Allen stack. But Rashid Rice in that same high total game in that mid-range. Yeah, and I see you have some cheap options. One I, I missed that I'm really intrigued by. You, you have Odell Beckham as a potential cheap option, but talk to me about Zay Jones because that one makes a lot of sense. Right. Obviously, tough matchup against the Browns and, you know, downgrade with Beathard at quarterback. But, you know, we saw how much work he got once Kirk left the game. So if Kirk is out, I definitely, because of the price, would have some interest in Zay Jones. Yeah, I actually kind of like when I was talking out loud, I actually kind of forgot that Trevor Lawrence probably not coming back next week. So that does affect really every single uh, Jaguar because Beathard, you know, listen, he's a competent backup. He's mm -hmm. probably not going to be throwing it down the field, but that doesn't mean Zay Jones can't get there. Um, what, do you know price. what's this price? It's uh, 37, I believe. So, yeah, yeah, at that price, he doesn't need a lot. Yeah, and listen, if Odell's healthy, we we know because he he didn't play a lot of snaps uh, the last time out because of his shoulder injury. But if he's healthy, thirty eight hundred, we know he can break one or two. So I'm not afraid of this Rams defense at thirty eight hundred. I think that's an interesting uh, shot to take. All right, let's take a shot real quick at tight ends. Let's move to them and listen. 
at the top, Kelsey, if you want to play Kelsey, that makes sense, I guess. I mean, at 7,800, it's a reasonable price. He's tailed off a little bit, but that doesn't mean he can't have um, huge production uh, at home against against the uh, Buffalo Bills. TJ Hawkinson always in play. I think it's a very fair price at 6000 for TJ Hawkinson if you want to pay up at tight end. Uh, Kittle's always in play. Probably won't get there. I think Kincaid is in play because, you know, I think people will go to Gabe Davis. Maybe it's the Kincaid game. Uh, this week, as opposed to some of these other receivers, like uh, not just Gabe Davis, like Khalil Shakir. I think Kincaid could have a nice game. Komet is in play for me. Isaiah likely at a cheaper price. And Brevin Jordan, I think he's back in play as well. Uh, do you have a few tight ends you have your eye on? Same ones you mentioned. I, the only other ones I'll mention is is Laporta up top. He had a monster game last yeah. week. So maybe he keeps that rolling. Um, I'm very invested in him. So I'm really hoping he does. And um, love likely in, in Brevin Jordan at those prices. Based on all the guys we talked about, I do see myself more likely likely playing down, paying down this week. So whether it's likely or Brevin Jordan, also throw out a couple other cheap ones, Gerald Everett. Again, we talked about him last week, but Gerald Everett could get some targets for the Chargers. Michael Mayer is back on the slate as a cheap option. Um, and then you can even go to Tanner Hudson, who has gotten yeah 40-yard range. I believe he got 35 last night. Absolutely. Uh, and by the way, uh, Uwe2K says, is Tillman viable if Cooper is out at home against the Jags? I wonder what the game flow of that game is going to be. I mean, it's a 32-point total. So, yeah, I think he's viable, but I, and again, we have to monitor the weather as well. Uh, that might be a situation where we just want to avoid that game altogether, but uh, it's certainly something to look into because obviously he's super cheap. Uh, let's take a look at our, um, our FFT DFS winner. Uh, we still have a couple of minutes here and our FFT DFS winner, pretty good lineup here. He went uh, Brock Purdy. He went Christian McCaffrey. So he has that stack, but he threw in Debo Samuel. So obviously that really worked out for him. McCaffrey didn't really get there with the fire emojis, but uh, Purdy to Samuel, that's really going to hook any lineup up. Uh, Zach Moss, listen, he was 73% owned really across the board. I mean, in any tournament, you're going to see him probably 70% or above. Uh, and that's why he didn't really hurt you if you played him in your tournament lineups. And again, at 4,600, he allowed, he allowed Pontorifico to do so much with his lineup, including get a Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel stack. So again, even if your low price play doesn't smash, you got to consider, well, what's that, what's that low price actually doing for you? Um, so, and we have the lineup down now. That's okay. Like it was, it was a pretty pontific uh, lineup. So I, hopefully you saw it. I think the score was 193.06. Um, do we have not, a, do we have my lineup to put up? Uh, let's see. Okay. And I'll read this one off. It wasn't uh, amazing by any way. This was actually, this was in the Pat Mayo contest. 150 bucks is, is nothing amazing. Uh, Sam Howell, listen, I, I was really uh, discouraged with what Washington did with the passing game. They just kind of mailed it in in the third quarter, and I should say packed it in. They just didn't even try. <laughs> really, they didn't throw the ball at all. So I didn't get there with Sam Howell, but Kyron Williams didn't get there, Zach Moss, Elijah Moore. But the reason this lineup hit, I had Tyree Kill, I had Michael Pittman, and I had Devon A-Chain, A-Chan in the same lineup. So uh, listen, this is one of those things where even in a bigger tournament like this Pat Mayo one, I think it was 3,500 deep. Mm -hmm. You can cash even if your stack isn't right, even if your quarterback isn't right, even if your value playing Zach Moss doesn't hit or your ex somewhat expensive playing Kyron Williams doesn't hit. The good news is if you get a few right pieces, you're going to cash in almost every single tournament. So, uh, Meg, we got to go because it's 1059. We're up against the Fantasy Football Today team has to do their show. But everybody, thank you for joining us. 
Uh, thank you for always being a part of this. Go give us a review if you can. Um, give give Meg a shout out if you can. We're going to see you on Friday for our game-by-game preview at 11 o'clock. Until then, this is Fantasy Football Today, DFS, and we'll see you next time. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.